Sony. Hello Canada, Tony here. Today's date is November 22nd, 2020. Today should be a red letter day. And why would that be? Because today was supposed to be Grey Cup 2020. So right now, as I record this, I should be sitting in the stands at Mosaic Stadium in Regina watching the kickoff for the big game with my good friend Lewis and members of his and my respective families enjoying the festivities in Regina. In fact, we should have been there for a few days already having a grand old time. But as many of you know, there was no Canadian Football League season this year, so we miss out on what is one of the most quintessential Canadian weekends of our year. And it's equally unfortunate because Lewis and I have been friends for 22 years, but this is the only time of year that he and I actually get together and see each other in person, so we also miss out on that this year. And we are not alone in missing out on seeing old friends or family, or both, for that matter. And that's awful. And while it was awful that the Canadian Football League was not able to have a season this year, in some ways, perhaps that wasn't such a bad thing when you consider the behavior of other sports leagues and pandering to social justice warriors. And I had actually seen tweets from my own beloved Saskatchewan Rough Riders on that same vein. So perhaps if we had a CFL season this year, we may have seen some of that garbage going on. So perhaps a lost CFL season for 2020 may not have been so bad after all. But I love the game, so that's unfortunate. But my rant today has actually got a bit more of a positive spin, in my opinion. And so if you'll go down that rabbit hole with me, <clears throat> those of you who listen to this show often will hear me, you know, quite often cite which publications I, w I have read into or which shows I've listened to, which networks I've watched and whatnot in sourcing content for our show. And my go-tos are, are very often more center-right-leaning sources, but I, I, I actually listen to, read, watch a lot of left-wing media as well. And... Oh, that's not that hard because most of the media in this country is left-wing. But you'll hear me go through the CBC, through Power and Politics, through Evan Solomon on CTV. I'm quite often following the Toronto Sun because I am a big fan of Brian Lilly. And, you know, such left-wing publications as the Toronto Star or HuffPost Canada, Globe and Mail, we, uh, we go on all sides of the spectrum because it's actually good to hear the opinions of those on the other side politically. And what I'm noticing when I'm going through the publications, because I follow them on Facebook, and as anybody on Facebook knows, the comments on any story are the gold. And as I go through comments, what I am starting to learn and the trend I am starting to see is, one, the most rabid, radical left-wingers in Canada follow HuffPost and 
they are there religiously. And I am quite certain that based on any comments I make on HuffPost comment articles, that people who regularly follow HuffPost would probably just like to see me gone. But that's okay, because that's fun. And I expected the exact same thing could be said about the Toronto Star, except that when I first started following the Toronto Star, it was absolutely that way. But I see over time, and especially since the Trudeau government was re-elected in 2019, and even more so now with the COVID crisis, that publications like the Toronto Star, people who are following that page are suddenly getting a bit more irked with our beloved dictator-in-chief. And I even see that in the Globe and Mail. And you start to see CBC and CPAC hosts starting to criticize the Trudeau government. And that's encouraging to me. And I've even engaged some people who are on some of these sites and learned that it's an urban-rural split across Canada as far as support for liberals or conservatives go. And that has often been the case historically throughout you know Canadian political life. But here's where I want to go with, with my being optimistic about the situation that's coming. Because what I sense coming in this country, and I'm not saying it's coming tomorrow... But I can sense that there is a conservative awakening happening in Canada. And I, I really believe that COVID has been the catalyst for this latest conservative awakening. Now, the reason I say latest conservative awakening is I think it's going to be different than others we've had in the past. But let me just give you a little context. In his book, Do Something, Preston Manning talks about conservative political realignments and he goes through historically where they've happened every generation or so say every 30 years or so that such an such a realignment takes place and he himself was involved in two of them uh, one unsuccessfully in the 1960s when he attempted to merge the social credit party of alberta with the progressive conservative party of alberta that did not work and then again in the 1990s when he founded the Reform Party and then eventually saw through saw it through merging with the Progressive Conservative Party into what is now today's Conservative Party of Canada. The conservative awakening that I see coming is something that is an opportunity that I missed out on in the late 1990s, early 2000s, when I was living in Alberta, because I guess I hadn't known any better, and I didn't know Preston Manning, and he hadn't written these books for me to learn from yet. I was part of a founding member of a conservative, small-c conservative party in the late 90s, and Lewis was actually a member of that party while he still lived in Alberta. And we had opportunities to merge our movement into one united right of center party and I did not take that opportunity to to push for that and I should have and that has since happened in Alberta and you see now that 
the the right has more or less coalesced around the United Conservative Party in Alberta. And this is now coming federally again. And what has happened is that conservative parties in Canada have a tendency to lose their weight. And what happens is they begin to drift leftward so that they start hugging the center. And it becomes all about winning those votes in quote-unquote vote-rich Ontario. And then they suddenly start to lose people who are a bit more to the right of center. And you'll find movements like the Reform Party come up. And in this and in today's example, the People's Party of Canada. And don't think for one minute that you can write off Maxime Bernier and the People's Party of Canada. I believe they're actually going to become more prominent as the years go on and not less. Unless conservatives actually, to, to quote Preston Manning's book title, do something and find some way to work together. Now, the reason I talked about conservative awakening is actually movements like the People's Party of Canada and people who are frustrated with the Conservative Party of Canada and even those who are engaged and excited about the Conservative Party of Canada and the new leadership of Aaron O'Toole. And I don't know a lot about Aaron O'Toole. I actually am quite impressed with him since he has become leader. And I don't know if he is going to be the channel for change in Canada, but he is certainly going to be the conduit that sparks a a shift in, in Canada's thinking. And if you look across the country through COVID, people are getting tired of this. People are getting tired of restrictions. They're getting tired of being told what to do. They're be, getting tired of lockdowns. They're getting tired of... They're just getting tired of COVID. And that in itself is not the fault of the federal government, although they will wear that blame. But where the federal government 100% dropped the ball and continues to drop the ball is that governments across Canada continue to wreak havoc on our lives and we're not seeing the net benefit. What we're seeing is Small businesses owned by our neighbors, our family, our friends, being arbitrarily shut down while big box stores and Amazon and eBay rake in the the billions in money that doesn't get returned to our communities in any way at all. What we're seeing is our jobs, our livelihoods being taken away, our recreation being taken away. In case, some cases, our kids' schools being taken away, our social settings being taken away. And you've heard Lewis that I mentioned on our show before, our freedoms being taken away because we are all too happy to give them up. Now, you would have heard Lewis's rant just before this one, at least I hope you did, talking about the ridiculous new restrictions in British Columbia. And we'll be talking on our show about restrictions in Manitoba and Ontario coming up on Tuesday. And people have had enough. And you want to know one reason why Justin Trudeau is not interested in in an election right now? Because even he cannot be dumb enough not to see 
that people have had enough and people are ticked off and people are going to punish his party in the next election if he doesn't start to smarten up and he might be arrogant enough not to believe that but even he cannot be so stupid that he cannot see that there is change in the wind and this change in the wind is not going to vote liberal and they are not going to seek change through the, through the new democratic party and Jagmeet Singh and this new uprising of people who have never even been political before and i have some friends who are in my echo chamber who are in that group who up till a couple of years ago were not political who didn't think about politics who just thought well whatever nothing's going to change anyway and now have finally decided that their eyes are open and holy crap if we don't do something we're going to lose our country and that my friends is the conservative awakening regular ordinary canadians who have finally woken up and realized we are losing our country and we need to get it back now that does not necessarily mean that all these people are going to be voting for the conservative party of canada a lot of them will and a lot of them will vote for the people's party of canada and that may mean that more liberals get elected as a result although i doubt it i don't think the vote splitting is going to be a big deal but there is a conservative awakening happening the blue wave we had hoped for in 2019 never materialized but that blue wave is coming Canada and we have to get ready for it we have to get ready we have to organize and we have to we have to get on board and make certain that we don't mess it up this time and we all know what happened in the 2019 election when Andrew Scheer should have won we all thought even if he didn't say anything all campaign, he could have won, but he did not. And we will likely never get a chance again, like we have now as conservatives to capitalize on the absolute anger that is simmering just under the surface. So there is a conservative awakening coming Canada and it may not be achieved in the next election and maybe not the election afterward and perhaps provincially is where change will start to come. We saw that in many provinces since Justin Trudeau has been elected prime minister that there has been a blue wave coming provincially. It will come federally and it is time for us to get behind it and take our country back.